chapter 1, verse 26. Today we're going to talk about it is finished. It is finished. Say, neighbor, it is finished. Glory to God. Here in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, it states, And God said, Let us make what? Man in our image, and after our likeness, and let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So it says here, God gave us authority over all the earth. God gave us what? Authority over all the earth. Then in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, turn there. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. When Jesus was raised from the dead, notice what he says in Mark 16, 15. He says, amen. And he said unto them, do what? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to what? Every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be what? Saved. And he that believeth not shall be what? Damned. Then he says, and these signs shall follow them that what? Them that what? In my name they shall what? They shall cast out what? Devils. Somebody say devils. Said, in my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they what? They shall recover. So Jesus did what? He increased that authority to include demonic forces. So I have authority on the earth and heaven and under the earth, and I have authority over every demon. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. I don't care what their rank is. I have been given authority over all devils. And see, God is depending on us to walk in that. And see, you and I are clothed with an enormous amount of power. And we got to begin to walk in it and release it. Come on, say amen, somebody. So guess what? There are some times when we need to be praying. But there are other times when we need to agree and release our authority in the name of Jesus. And when you do that, you'll see things accomplished because why? Psalms 107 verse 2, turn there. What's it say? Psalms 107 verse 2, it says, let the uh, redeemed of the Lord do what? Do what? Say so. Whom he has what? Redeemed from the what? Hand of the enemy. Are you the redeemed of the Lord? Then you need to say so. Let me say it again. Then you need to what? Say so. You need to start saying some things regardless of what it looks like. You need to start saying some things regardless of what you feel like. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so. That means you got to say something. That means you got to what? Say something. So turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, verse 31. Galatians chapter 4, verse 31. I'll give you time to get there. Those of you who are going through your Bible, amen, you want to keep it up, you know, going through your B-I-B-L-E, amen. For those of you who didn't bring your Bible, that's what we got the screens for. <laughs> Hallelujah. Galatians 4, 31, where it says, So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the what? 
That says, so then, brethren, we are not what? Children of the what? Bondwoman, but of the what? Free. Now, I didn't ask them to bring it up. I forgot to tell them to bring it up. But the Amplified Bible reads it this way. I don't know how quick they could be on that one. The Amplified Bible reads it this way. So, brethren, we who are born again. Anybody born again in this room? It says, we who are born again are not children of the slave woman. Then it has parentheses, the natural. But we are children of the free. Then it says, the supernatural. Oh, somebody say supernatural. We are children of the supernatural. Let me say that again. We are children of the what? Supernatural. If we are children of the supernatural, then we should be experiencing the supernatural. Come on, are you with me out here? See, we're not going to be limited by what, we can, by what can take place in the natural. We must understand that we have access to the supernatural. And we don't have to put ourselves in a position where we are dependent upon what is just going on in the natural. Come on, are you with me out here? But in order to walk in the supernatural, you're going to have to understand about believing and receiving. Let me say it again. In order to walk in the supernatural, you're going to have to understand about believing and receiving. Somebody say, believing and receiving. John 1.14. The Bible talking about Jesus. John 1.14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Full of grace and truth. And we know grace is not just a teaching or curriculum. We know grace is Jesus himself as a person. Come on, are you with me out here? And we know from our previous study that grace has made available everything we need in our life. Let me say it again. We know from our previous study, grace has made available everything you need in life right now. In other words, it's already done. Let me say it again. It's already done. And we got to get to the place where we believe that. Believe what? Believe that it's already been done. It's already been done. It's not enough just to say, hey, have it flown on in your mind. Oh, it's already done. It's already. No, you got to believe it's already done. It's already done. The healing is finished work. Your deliverance is already a finished work. Prosperity is already a finished work. Somebody say it's finished. When was it finished? It was finished 2,000 years ago. It's already been done. Tell your neighbor, it's already done. And if you don't come to the place of believing that, you'll find yourself contradicting that religiously. You'll find yourself saying, oh, God, if you can do this now. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Not realizing God didn't heal you the day you found out you were sick. Let me say it again. God didn't heal you the day you found out you were sick. See, we got to begin to move in that place where it's already a done deal. It's already finished. It's already finished. 
it's already done, and I believe that it's already what? Finished, and it's already what? Done. Tell your neighbor, it's already finished. It's already done. Why? Because when you do that, what will happen is you're going to respond differently. Because why? Your attitude will be what? It'll be changed, and you begin to see this as a finished work, not trying to get God to do something. Come on, are you with me out here? This is already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. I'm not approaching God trying to get him to do what he's already done. Let me say that again. I'm not approaching God to do something he's already done. Now I'm approaching God differently. Somebody say differently. And see what happens a lot of times you approach God thinking you have to do something to get him to do something for you instead of you recognizing this is already a finished work. It has already been done. Tell your neighbor, it's already done. That right there will impact your life like never before. If you'll just realize and begin to realize the thing that you say you need has already been done. You didn't hear what I just said. The thing that you realize, the thing that you say you need, it's already done. It has already been provided. It has already been taken care of. Oh, somebody's going to receive this in here. Because once you realize that, now all of a sudden, your faith has something to go and get. Because why? It's already done. Tell your neighbor, it's already done. I am the healed. I'm not trying to get what he's already given me. What's it say in 1 Peter 2.24? I am the healed. I'm not trying to get what he's already given me. First Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes... Not going to be healed. You what? You were already healed. Why? Because it's already done. It's already done. So what? What I got to do? I got to believe it's a done deal. Say, neighbor, you got to believe it's a done deal. And see, I got to preach to people like it's a done deal, folks. I can't preach to people saying this happened in your life. It's going to be based on what you do to try to get this to happen to you. Come on, are you with me out here? What did Jesus do? He healed you already. What Jesus did for us, healed us, delivered us. All the things he did for us through his blood, he did it as a favor unto you. Somebody say as a favor. So we got to believe that it's already done right now. Come on, say it's already done. Come on, say I believe it's already done. Come on, say I believe in the finished works 
of Jesus. It is finished. Come on, it is finished. It's finished, folks. But how many people know nothing just happens? See, the will of God is not just going to automatically come to pass. Say it again. The will of God is not just going to automatically come to pass. And God is very clear in his will. Healing is his will. Deliverance is his will. Prosperity is his will, whether you believe it or not. You can be broke if you want to. But it's not just going to automatically come to pass. So we need to find out what it is we need to do to get into cooperation with God in order to see these things come to pass in our lives. Anybody with me in here? See, I want to see you walk in a manifestation of the finished work of Jesus. But most people don't because of their failure to understand what they need to do to cooperate with God so they can see these things manifest. Come on, are you with me out here? There's a way we cooperate with him in order to see things come to pass. His will is clear. But how do I get the finished works of Jesus to manifest in my life? Come on, you with me out here? Well, first of all, God has to have a believer. He has to what? He has to have a believer. He has to have somebody he can flow through. Are you with me out here? Secondly, he has to have a believer who knows the promises of God. Hear what I just said. He has to have a believer to what? That knows the promises of God or a believer who knows the spiritual laws that govern the kingdom of God. So as a believer, I need to get in the word. As a believer, I need to know what the word says. Come on, are you with me out here? See, I'm not reading the Bible to get brownie points from God. I'm reading the Bible so that I can continue to discover what has been made available to me. Are you with me out here? I'm reading the Bible because why? I'm getting into the word. I'm going to church. I'm going to meetings so that I can continue to understand the laws that govern his kingdom. That's why I do what I do. Not to impress other people that I read my Bible every day. Not to impress other people that I that you see me in church every day. I'm not coming to church for you. I'm coming to church so I can get a better understanding how God works. How this thing works. I want to understand. I want to understand the promises 
of God. So he needs somebody who knows the promises of God, who knows spiritual laws, but that's not the only thing. The third thing he needs is somebody who will release their authority to enforce those spiritual laws that they do understand. Hear what I just said. Say it again. The thing, third thing he needs, he needs somebody who will release their what? Authority to enforce those spiritual laws that he understands. See, it's not to the point where you're saying, I know God wants to heal me. Now you have to go to the next stage and say, I'm willing to release my spiritual authority to enforce what I know the will of God is. Come on, he with me out here. See, God limited his own authority by giving you authority as a human being to operate on this planet. That we read in Genesis. He said he gave you authority over this earth. Come on, say amen, somebody. That's why there are certain things you won't see manifested without your cooperation to command certain things to come to pass. Let me say it again. That's why there are certain things that you won't see manifested without your cooperation to command certain things to come to pass. See, I'm healed right now. I'm healed right now. But do you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to say, because I know that is spiritual law and a promise of God, you're going to have to come to the place where you say, I command my body to be healed right now. I command my body to submit. What's that doing? That's releasing your authority. I command healing that's already been finished to be manifest in my body in the name of Jesus. When I do, then things will start taking place, and that can happen in every area of your life. Oh, you ain't hear what I'm saying. Come on. It happens in the area where your finances are concerned. Come on. I can command finance to come. It happens in the area of your marriage is concerned. Come on, say amen, somebody. It happens in the area where your circumstances are concerned. You have to release your authority. You have to believe you receive and release your spiritual authority. I command my body to be healed in the name of Jesus according to the word of God. I what? I command my body to be healed, come on, in the name of Jesus, according to what? According to the word of God. You have to believe you receive. Say, neighbor, you got to believe you receive. And somebody would say, well, I, I prayed, but I didn't get an answer to my prayer. The problem is not God. Let me say it again. The problem is not God. You have been given authority. You've been given this authority. You've been given a right to command. If you know healing is a spiritual law, 
and you enforce that, the only reason you have authority is to enforce the laws of the Spirit, folks. That's why he gave you authority, to enforce what's already been. Because if you think about a policeman, what good is it for a policeman to put on a badge, get in a car, and he don't know the laws? How's he going to enforce anything? Come on, say amen, somebody. He doesn't know the what? He doesn't know the laws. You have to know the laws in order to enforce them. I'm not talking to anybody in here. If you believe you are already healed, then you have to release your authority. If you believe you are already healed, then you have to what? Release your authority. So you say in the name of Jesus, I command this healing to manifest in my body right now. And then what do you do next? Then you rebel against what's going on in your body by doing something you couldn't do before. I'm talking to somebody in here. And see, I had to do this just recently. When I took the teenagers to Detroit, we went skating. <laughs> Hallelujah. We went skating. You know, I was doing my thing. <laughs> and I hit a spot, and bam! My ankle went this way. <laughs> and I twisted my ankle on those skates. Hallelujah. And I immediately got up and I commanded my ankle to be healed in the name of Jesus. And even though it was hurting, I got back on those skates and I skated again. Because why? I believed I received my healing. Because why? One thing, I didn't want to come back and look at my wife in the face. And she said, you did it again. Because every time I go somewhere, I come back with a cast or red eyes. or <laughs> I didn't want to see her face. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we hadn't, went, we hadn't even been to youth camp yet. I did not want to be limping around youth camp. Come on, say amen, somebody. So I kept skating. And I kept skating, and I kept skating. I lived a little bit, but every day my ankle got stronger and stronger. And by the time we got off that bus for you camp, my ankle was healed. Because at that you camp, when the walking we did, I mean, I did 26,000 steps in one day. Because the dorms was over here, and the, the, the hall was way over there, and the lunch was way over there. I mean, you walked the whole time. There's no way I would have made it when my ankle was messed up. But what I do? I had to command. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, I could have said, oh, God, my ankle. Please heal my ankle. And I could have kept talking to him about my ankle. Come on, say amen, somebody. 
And what we do, we keep talking to God for days and weeks and months and even years about that sickness that we're going through, that backache, come on, that knee ache, whatever it is. But what the problem is, but you don't talk back to the ache. You don't talk back to the ankle. You don't talk back to that problem you have in your head. See, God wants you healed just as much as you do. God wants you delivered just as much as you do. But God doesn't have the authority to do anything about it. You do. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. God gave you authority over that thing. God gave you authority over that thing. And Papa Hagen, I don't know if you, everybody probably know familiar with Papa Hagen. Amen. He told a story when a demon came between him and Jesus. And Jesus was trying to give him information. And that demon was irritating and was loud and was just interrupting until finally Papa Hagen got mad. He said, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Because Papa Hagen was trying to, was wondering, why wasn't Jesus doing anything about this demon? Because Jesus was sitting there and the demon was in between them. He's wondering, Hello? Don't you see this thing bothering me? I can't hear you because he's making all this noise. But then God told him, he said, if you had not done anything, I couldn't do anything. You heard what I just said? That's why I said in the name of Jesus, ankle, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I command this ankle to be healed. I command pain to go. You're not allowed to stay here anymore. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Because why? It's already healed. And like I said, I started skating again. Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, sometimes we're praying when we should be commanding. Hear what I just said? Sometimes we're praying when we should be commanding. And listen to me closely. There are two prayers God won't answer. Number one, he will never answer the prayer where you pray for him to do something he's already done. Are you listening to me out here? And number two, he'll never answer the prayer about something that he's already told you to do. Their neighbor won't happen. And we spend a lot of time praying to God to do something he's already done instead of releasing our authority and enforcing, or we spend time praying to God to do something he told you to do. Okay, come on. Well, Pastor Walker, I don't understand. God is in control. No, he ain't. God's not in control. God's not in control. Because if that's the case, if that was true, if God was in control, that means he would be responsible for all the wars. He'd be responsible for all the bad things that's going on. He'd be responsible for the poor. He'd be responsible for the poverty. He'd be responsible for the perversion, the killing, and the stealing. God is not responsible for all that was going on. Because why? God's a good God. And he's always a good God. 
And we read in Genesis chapter 1, God gave dominion authority to who? Who did God give dominion authority to? Men who have dominion and authority, if they don't take dominion and authority over things that are going on in this world in the government, if they don't take a dominion and authority, don't expect anything to change. Just like we have an election coming up. We have to, we have to take dominion and authority over what's going to happen in this election. Instead of sitting back waiting to see what God is going to do. While he's waiting to see what you're going to do. Come on, say amen, somebody. What are you going to do? Who are you going to vote for? Because you telling people in the states, we want the first woman in the office? It ain't based on, a, on, on gender. It's based on what the word of God says. Whose policies line up with the word of God? I don't care what they talk about. I'm looking at their platform. And most people have not taken time to even look at somebody's platform to see if it lines up with the word of God. Are they going to buy a public opinion and what the newspapers are saying and the media is saying? I'm still going to find out where their standards on abortion. I'm still going to find out where their standards on homosexuality. People don't do that. And Christians are putting ungodly people in places of authority. And the vote you don't cast, you're casting a vote. Because guess what? The heathen are putting their candidates in office. While you're sitting back saying, well, God is in control. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. You and I are in control. You and I are in control. Come on, what did Jesus say in Luke 10, 19? You and I are in what? In control. For some reason, we don't walk in our authority. What did he say in Luke chapter 10, verse 19? Behold, I've given you what? Giving you what? Power to do what? Spread on serving the scorpion and over what? All the power of the what? Enemy and nothing shall by any means what? Hurt you. You are clothed with immense power. And you're not using this power that you have. Do you hear me? What Jesus tells his disciples in Luke 24, 49. Luke 24, 49. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tear you in the city of Jerusalem until you what? Being do with what? Do with what? Power, dunamis from what? On high. Then he told them how they were going to receive that power, and he told them the purpose of that power in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, but you shall receive what? Power after what? After that the Holy Ghost is what? Come upon you, and you shall be what? Witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and unto the what? Othermost part of the earth. 
Well, if you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then you are clothed with that dunamis power. How many people in here have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? So you've been endued with what? Power and authority. And we keep saying in 1 John 4, 17, turn there. First John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we have boldness in the day of judgment, because what? As he is, so are what? So are we in this world. In other words, we are to do the same thing Jesus did and walk in our dominion and authority, folks. But we're not doing it. What did Jesus do? Acts 10, 38. Acts 10, 38. This is how God what? Anointed Jesus with what? With Holy Ghost and with what? Power as he is, so are we in this? With the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing? As he is, so are we in this? And healing all that were oppressed of the? As he is, so are we in this. And God was with him. As he is, so are we in this world. God will be right there with you if you would just step out and walk in your dominion and authority. And see, it's not your power anyway. It's God's power, but he's giving you the right to use his power. Are y'all listening to me in here? Look at Ephesians 6, 6.10. He says, finally, my brother, be strong in what? And in the what? Of whose might? His might. And put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the what? The wiles of the devil. He said all of this, all this we just read, and you won't use that power because why? You don't think you have the right to use that power. Well, I'm just an old human being. Now realize, no, you are more than a human being. You got God on the inside of you. You are clothed in the supernatural, folks. You are clothed in the supernatural, and you won't speak. You won't command, and you won't release your authority. See, we're not taking authority. The authority has already been given to us. We're just releasing authority that we already have. And we won't do it. And we won't do it. So you have to understand your authority as a believer, folks, and release that authority in the name of Jesus. That's what we got to do. Tell your neighbor, that's what we got to do. See, we're busy talking to God about our problems. Say it again. We're busy talking to God about our problems instead of talking to our problems about what Jesus has already done. What is already provided by his grace. And we don't get it. We don't get it. We're not supposed to sit there and let lack dictate to us. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. 
I'm going to dictate to my lack about how Jesus was or has already prospered me and he's already supplied my every need according to his risen to glory already. Somebody say already. Somebody say already. So it's time for us to take authority, walk in dominion, and start speaking to some things. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say something. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you got situations in your life right now, some of you just been going to God and going to God, God, please help me. Please help me. God sit back there saying, when are they going to wake up? And realize the problem is not me. And realize they haven't said anything to the problem. And they're trying to get God to do something that he's already done. And trying to get God to do something that he told you to do. So whatever situation that you're going through right now, here's your opportunity to speak to that thing. Do you listen to me out here? I don't care what you have to do. You got to open up your mouth and speak to the situation. And if you walk in that dominion authority, it has to obey you. Why? Because everything on this planet, whether you believe it or not, is subject unto you. But as long as the devil keeps you in the dark and keep you blinded about who you are and what you have on the inside of you and keep you in the dark about you've been endued with supernatural power, you're not just human. He put a super on you. That's beyond what people say beyond what people think, beyond what people do. And it's time for us as children of the supernatural to start walking in the supernatural where we see things that people say couldn't get done, we can get it done. Hear what I just said. We can get it done. We can get it done. Because we're other we're other different kingdom. We're not limited to what we see. We're not limited to the natural circumstances of this world. We live in the supernatural form. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. That's why I taught on spirit, soul, and body. To realize who you are in the spirit. Yeah, 
Hallelujah. So I want you to think about them, them circumstances you're dealing with right now. And on the count of three, I don't care if you got to scream at that thing. Don't worry about the person beside you because they're dealing with their own issues. If they want to do it quietly, let them do it quietly. But you know what you're dealing with. You know how long that thing's been messing with you. You know, you know how long you've been in that situation. So you ain't worried about people. You ain't worried about hurting somebody's ears beside you either or in front of you or behind you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if they can't take it, tell them to move around. Go, go sit on the corner. But I'm tired of this thing. I'm tired of this thing. And it's time for me to be delivered from this thing. It's time for me to be set free. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm not going to be living in bondage not one more day. Enough is enough. Come on, say enough is enough. Body, you're going to get in line with the word of God. My family is going to get in line with the word of God. My marriage is going to get in line with the word of God. Come on, my business is going to get in line with the word of God. Because I'm redeemed of the Lord and I'm going to say so. Because what I say comes to pass. Because I have dominion and I have authority. Do you believe you have dominion? Do you believe you have authority? One. <laughs> That's all right. Be over anxious. Come on. <laughs> Two. Three. Come on, speak to that thing. Come on, speak to that thing. I don't care what it is. Speak to it. Speak to it. Speak to it. Come on, you young people, you got issues too. You need to start speaking to your situations. It's not just an adult thing. You got things that you're not pleased with. You better start speaking to that thing or that thing is going to run you over. It's going to dominate your life. Come on, it's got to come up out your belly. The devil got to know that you mean it. The devil got to know that you mean it. The devil got to know that you mean it. Now you watch things begin to start turning around. 
You watch things be that start changing in before your face. You watch things to be happening in your body, happening in your family, happening in your marriage, happening on your job, happening in your business. Why? Because you commanded it. Hallelujah. Now let your hands begin to give God praise. Let your hand begin to guide God glory. Come on, let God know, hallelujah, I believe I got it. I believe that I receive, and I'm going to act like it. I'm going to dance like it. I'm going to jump up and down like it. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, say, I got it. It's already done. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Every situation I'm looking at it, it's already done. Every problem that I face, I'm looking at things, looking, you are already done. I don't care if I go to the mailbox and they say you owe $20,000, $100,000. Hey, it's already been paid for. I'm approaching things differently now. Because I believe it's already. It's already. It's already. It's already. It is. It's finished, folks. It's finished, folks. All God's saying, just cooperate with me. Start commanding what I already did. 2,000 years ago, he provided everything that you need, folks. But you haven't released your authority and commanded a thing to come. It's been sitting there. God has a warehouse full of things for you. He has a warehouse. He's saying, it's all here. Everything you need is in my warehouse, but you won't command it to come out the warehouse. It's just sitting there dormant, collecting dust. Because you waiting for him to bring it down. He said, I'm not bringing it down. You got to come get it with your authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been begging God and begging God and begging God and begging God. And you wonder why nothing happened. Why nothing has changed. He said, you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you to know who you are in Christ. And know what I endued you with. Know what I put on you. Know what I empowered you to do. Put on your badges. So he said, put on the whole armor of Hallelujah. See, when you walk out the door, you walk out the door for confidence. You dare the devil to get in your face. You dare a situation to come up. Because why? You know it's already finished. Jesus said, I'm not going to 
Jesus took care of that 2,000 years ago, and you got the nerve to bring that in my face today? Are you crazy? <laughs> Let me tell you what the Bible says. But I got to know the promises. But I got to know what he promised me. So I don't read my Bible. I don't know what's in that thing. The devil hit me hit from right side, left side. He said, they don't even know. What they, what, I ain't supposed to be doing this. But once I see that in the book, it's a done deal. But I got to pick up the book. I got to go to church. I got to come to, I got to do everything it takes to learn these promises, to learn how this kingdom operates. Because he says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because they don't know. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we thank and we praise and we glorify you, Lord.